everyone. We are back for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. My name is Anthony Oakman. And we will be your guides to episode 309. Uh, Anthony, uh, we're, we're really trying to, to get ahead of it here. This is the second time in one week already that we're recording. Yeah. Um, things finally caught up to us, but that's fine. We are recording this uh, right before the 4th of July. So um, it is 4th of July weekend. You're officially on a long weekend, I assume. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. So uh, how are you celebrating our, <laughs> the, our country? Uh, yeah, this weekend. Uh, so me and some of the the boys, some of the local boys, uh-huh. uh, are we're heading uh, about an hour east to uh, just outside of Worthington, Minnesota. I don't know if you know this. Uh, Minnesota is the land of ten thousand lakes. Well, we're going to one of them. <laughs> Very and, nice. And uh, um, yeah, just you know, got some uh, my buddies uh, got like a cousin or something over there. That's got like a pontoon and jet ski. So we're, we're doing the traditional lakeside American pie two style. Uh, I imagine there'll be some point during the day where we're all cheersing each other in constant rotation. Um, uh, probably be some glizzies involved, you know? Yep. I was going to ask if any glizzies would be consumed. Uh, you gotta, uh, man, American Pie 2, uh, it's probably been a couple decades since I've watched that one. So I, uh, that, that references over my head. Oh, you I know, the, it. you know, the, the cheersing thing though, right? From American there's Pie? like that, there's the bit, um, I think Patrick Monahan on Twitter is always retweeting it. It's like, it's called like, it's officially on YouTube as like American Pie 2 director's cut, <laughs> Okay, but it's, so there's a scene at the end of American Pie 2 where like the four main characters, like one of them like sees another and he does one of these. Yeah. And like, so it's like Jason Biggs goes like this to Chris Klein, right? Yeah. Chris Klein sees it, goes like this, <laughs> looks over and sees Eddie K. Thomas and gets him. Uh-huh. Eddie K. Thomas sees him, goes over and it's stiffler. You know, there, and then, but there's uh, like a, the director's cut on YouTube where it just goes on for like four <laughs> minutes. And it's you know, clearly the same. Yeah. Uh, I've got it's it pulled great. up here. I'm watching it as you <laughs> are saying. Uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, also, in the background, they are playing uh, some some 41. In too deep. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. So um, I tweeted about this uh, last it weekend. So we were, in, <laughs> we were in Pier uh, visiting Angie's family last weekend. And so it's the second time we went, to, uh, we went to Pier on Memorial Day weekend. And now we went this last weekend. And we kind of laughed because we were like middle of the day. We were just kind of like exhausted on like the Saturday that we were there uh-huh. um, on Memorial Day weekend. And we were tired and we were like, Angie was like, I'm just going to put something on TV and like just lay down and take a nap in the guest room. I was like, all right, I'll just, you know, sit on my computer or whatever. And she goes to like the first channel, like she just literally just turns the TV <laughs> on and lays down. And I think American Pie 1 was playing and she's like, oh, good movie. And I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Uh, she, you know, takes a little nap. I end up falling, like falling asleep, taking a little nap, Yeah. get home later that night. And I usually like to like, if I can help it, if, if, if Angie and being the good Catholics that they are, Angie sleeps in, in her, uh, regular her childhood bed, I guess, or like high school bed. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I sleep in the guest room. Okay. So I was like, I, I always like to put something on when I'm sleeping alone. Just helps me, you know, fall asleep. And, uh-huh. American Pie 2, I think, was playing. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right. Um, or no, no, it was American Pie 1 again. 
Yeah. Well, then I end up falling asleep and waking up in the middle of the night and American Pie 2 is on. So I'm like, man, Bravo channels really playing these American Pie movies. Um, get uh, the next day, I think, turn on the TV. Freaking American Pie is playing again. And I think maybe then it was part two. And then after that, it was like one of the straight to video American Pie movies. <laughs> and so they just like had him on a constant loop. Yeah. Well, we go back this last weekend and guess what's on freaking TV as soon as I turn it on? It's freaking American Pie. Well, then oh, we go to this bar because it's like Angie's friend's surprise birthday party uh, and they have Bravo on and they've got freaking American Pie 2 on the TV. I think I got home or we got back to Angie's place that night and American Wedding was playing and I was like, my God. They really are just playing these movies on a loop. And that was when I tweeted about it. Yeah. And I was like, this is extremely weird. Like how yeah. 20 years after the fact, are they just constantly playing these movies and apparently nothing else? No other programming. Yeah. What the and heck? of course, as soon as I tweeted about it after American Pie, the wedding ended, uh, they played Bruce Almighty. So, of course, as soon as I tweeted <laughs> about it, it broke, they yeah, followed you up with Bruce Almighty. I broke the cycle. So you're welcome. Uh, bravo. Uh, watch, or maybe I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, the- American Pie fans. You're welcome, Bravo watchers. <laughs> sorry, bra- American yeah. Pie fans. But there is probably a crossover. Big event Venn diagram. diagram circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. But anyway. Uh, American Pie 2 is the one where they uh, go and live at like a lake house all summer okay. um, and shenanigans happen. So I imagine yeah. I, it's going to be like that, but just one day. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, that's good. No, uh, American Pie. I was just thinking about that era of movies today because I was thinking about freaking Brian on Fast and Furious, Paul Walker. <laughs> yes. And uh, like that was, you know, his prime were kind of was kind of those years of uh, oh, when American sure. Pie was coming out and the the original Fast and Furious and stuff like mm-hmm. that, my high school girlfriend had a major crush on Paul Walker and Josh Hartnett. Uh, and so I was just thinking about all those uh, movies of that day. Yeah, the heartthrobs. Like, yeah, it was like a it was a solid like five years of like dude heartthrob rom coms for sure. You know, what I I'm think saying? that that baton kind of got passed to Channing Tatum, and then he got weird with it. <laughs> I think yeah. this is what happened. I think that ended it. Yeah, was <laughs> like Magic Mike and that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> he took he took the baton and then like yeah went on to go like do like Steven Soderbergh and Coen Brothers movies. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. So he he dropped he dropped the baton. Exactly. And that's where it lay. <laughs> yep. I think that's yeah. that's it. Yeah. Nice. I mean, who well, would be the heartthrob now? Who's like? I feel like it's all like musicians, right? Like the girls are all about like Harry Styles and stuff. There's no like heartthrob actor if you ask angie she'd say like she's obsessed with robert pattinson but he got weird with it too yeah he got weird no i have i have no idea i feel like it's probably we're beyond uh like really knowing that you and i have like twitter knowledge of things yeah but like some of those like netflix movies uh Mm -hmm. i i feel like kind of it's probably some tiktoker (laughs) is probably the heartthrob right now and we would have no idea nothing (laughs) no do you have tiktok i can't remember i do but i very rarely use it yeah yeah yeah, um the last guy that i followed i sent you the video or i sent the group that video of the dude doing like the making fun of like dudes who drive diesels 
<laughs> yes, that's right. Um, that's yep. like literally the most recent guy that I've followed. I follow like maybe seven people. There's one girl that I follow on there. She's really funny. She does like songs from the perspective of like other characters in the songs. So it's like she does Jesse's <laughs> girl from like the perspective of the um, girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> um, and how like she's like really creeped out by Jesse. It's a it's a really good bit. Ooh, uh, um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, nice. I'll have to I'll have to send you some of her stuff, but. Yeah, no, as, as I said, uh, as I said before, I, I've, I'm just going to let the kids have their space on the TikTok thing. Uh, I'll do it the same way that people on Facebook consume Twitter, which is like two months later, there'll (laughs) be like a screenshot of a tweet on Facebook and that's how old people get their Twitter. There is a a really good TikTok bit that's probably over by now, but that me and Mike Harris just discovered. Um, actually I discovered it through one of the like other three podcasts that I listened to and maybe you've encountered this working on a college campus, but apparently like that age, I had to text my little brother who's 20 to be like, what's this about? Uh Um, that apparently kids of that age, high school into early college, Gen Zers, Uh um, are the, they greet each other with she, yep. Yep. I had no idea what it was. I led, I, I worked at a middle school retreat. I led worship at a middle school retreat and all the middle schoolers were doing, and college students were doing it with them. We're doing the shoot thing. What is going on? Yeah. I think, I think it's hilarious, but I think that Mike and I have a like shared, uh, both like thinking it's funny, but also desire of making it uncool um, by doing it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, sure. Do you, so do you know the background on it or because I never did um, find out like why they I, do this. My brother did text me back because I was like, how did this whole thing start? Um, and he says, I just mean it's I just mean like or just means he's not very good at texting. Just mean like something is good. It's kind of stupid, but that is what it is. I said, that doesn't really explain it, but okay, thanks. He said, it was a thing that someone did with his grandparents and everyone thought it was funny. So they started having older people do it. That's all. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll no. do some research later. Or maybe I will just apparently like knowing and being LeBron maybe got in on it a little bit. Um, because apparently another thing too is they like point at their veins because it means like ice in their veins. I think that maybe that was a LeBron thing. Um, I feel like that yeah. pre predates TikTok in the basketball it's, context. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but I I do like I said, I do think it's hilarious. But another part of me I think is intentionally uh, wanting to make it uncool um, <laughs> yeah. by doing well, it myself. I'd say we're very capable of making things uncool at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Good. All right. Well, um, (laughs) that all started off with your 4th of July plans. (laughs) Oh yeah. What are you doing for 4th of July before we get going? We're, we're just heading back to, to South Dakota tomorrow. We're going to spend a day, maybe a couple days there. We don't really plan these things out real well all the time, Mm -hmm. but, uh, it's literally so all like all my, aunts and uncles are back around uh for the fourth weekend which only happens like once every three to five years so we'll go we'll make the rounds we'll say all the hellos give all the hugs let everybody see how big our kids are now and Mm -hmm. and uh that'll probably be it so all right uh so that's what we have planned for our fourth of july weekend anthony uh this year you you guys don't have to hear about our fourth of july plans in like september (laughs) (laughs) right yeah you're gonna get it like the week after pretty good 
Uh, Anthony, what are you uh, kicking off your 4th of July weekend by drinking tonight? I have got the old friendly Ooh. Uh, Grain Belt Premium. Not an official sponsor of the show, but we're still waiting on your word. Yeah. <laughs> you say the word Grain Belt or Shell's Brewing, we'll, we'll happily take you on. Uh, a dedicated fan of the show. <laughs> Maybe you have to somebody... throw my Prince koozie in it. Ooh, oh, a mugshot of Prince. Nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, a dedicated fan of the show. Maybe somebody from the West Indies or from Laos. Uh, if you could go through our episodes and clip out all the times we mentioned Grain Belt and make a super cut of it, uh, so that way we can send that to Grain Belt and yes. let them know, like, hey. Let's make this official. We're already we're already singing your praises. Yeah, somebody yeah needs to help us help us out with that, and we we'd sure sure appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so today I went and we're going camping again next week. <laughs> Starting <laughs> um, to not become fun. It sounds like <laughs> it's actually getting better every time. I just I am just a homebody, so I like to actually be home. Uh, during my summer vacation, but uh, in in preparation for the July Fourth weekend and camping and another month of summer break, I just went ahead and b- bought a case of Natterdays. <laughs> oh got, yeah, got thirty of them. So that's what I'm working on tonight, and will continue to work on probably for the next few episodes. So should be good. That's what I'm drinking. That's what Anthony's drinking. I think we're ready to get into this episode. Absolutely. Okay, this is episode 309. It is entitled Game of the Week, and it aired December 3rd of 2008. Anthony, what does Movie Dude 1 have to say about this episode? Yeah, let's let's see. Lila is put off when Tim puts off a college recruiter. Okay. Tim is put off when his brother's impending marriage is over and takes it out on Tim's truck. Okay. Tyra is put off by Cash's actions when they go out on the road together and coach Taylor is all but put off by being selected as the game of the week for television during an important playoff game. Bad Josh. Bad. There is, (laughs) that is one sentence. (laughs) Oh no, it's not. Oh my gosh. There's a semicolon in here. Two semicolons. (laughs) Movie dude one. Please don't mess around with semicolons. You don't know what you're doing (laughs) and neither do we. (laughs) Wow. That was very bad. Yeah, I don't even know where to start is, on how bad. Well, that's where we start is that it's a giant run on sentence. Um, yeah. The put off thing did not. Oh, it w- I'm put off by this, <laughs> uh, by this uh, synopsis. I got to say, this is, I mean, a two. <laughs> I, I can't be higher than that. I'm even looking at, like Tim is put off when his brother's impending marriage is over and takes it out on Tim's truck. That makes it sound like, like Tim, Tim took it out on took his own it truck. out on his own truck. Yeah, this is bad. This is one of the worst we've had. I think a two yeah. is generous. I think so too, um, honestly. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you're usually the generous one. So, yeah. yeah. I I let's stick with the two. Um, okay. I just you know what? In case, it's, it's our nation's birthday. <laughs> coming up we're we're feeling generous (laughs) yes i also you know i still if we ever do find him i want him to come on the show and if he hears this and we're giving him a one 
that might decrease our chances. Wow. So, all right, movie dude one, woof. Uh, okay, shake that off. This episode starts off uh, with Riggins, who apparently t- took a taxi all the way back to Texas. Yeah, that's what I was like. The first thing I wrote was Tim arrives home in a taxi with a question mark in parentheses <laughs> because I also had questions about this. I think yeah. it is implied that he took a ta- taxi from New York City <laughs> or at least like suburban New Jersey. Yeah, right. All the way back to Dillon. <laughs> You could have just bought a car for that, <laughs> for right. the amount of that cafe. So, Which, I, I mean, this episode, this isn't the first time in this episode where things that you would think is too far a distance uh, becomes like seemingly not that far of a distance. Really? Uh, um, and we'll, 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 I don't want to, we'll get spoiled later yeah. in the episode, but yeah, this is one where it's like, that seems impossible. To take a a taxi from New York City to Dillon, but it seems like that's what's implied. Um, yeah, we can't be sure. This could be he could be taking a taxi from somewhere else, but it really seems like he took it from New York. Well, and I was gonna say that, like, you know, maybe he's taking it back from the airport, but that even even that, uh, you'd be taking a taxi, I assume, from Austin. It's not like Dillon's gonna have. Dillon has an airport. We know this because. Coach used to fly between oh. Dylan and Austin when he was coaching at TMU. You're right. Huh. Well, then he took a very expensive flight, more than likely, out of Dylan yes. uh, to Correct. New Jersey or New York City or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, uh, either way, it, it really makes it look like he took a taxi from Texas, which is yes. ridiculous. But uh, he gets home. And not only does he have this outrageous cab fare to pay, but his <laughs> potentially pickup, outrageous. Potentially yeah. outrageous. <laughs> his uh, his pickup is completely trashed, total in the driveway. or seemingly total. Yeah, it does. It does not look good. And he goes in the house, and Billy is also absolutely trashed in yes. the house. Yes. Um, oh, turns out the house also is completely yes. trashed. So yes, Billy, the truck, and the house are all trashed. <laughs> yes, um, to varying different degrees. Um, the first thing Tim tells Billy is that he's, you know, I don't know what happened to my truck, but I hope you know you're paying for it. Yeah. Uh, we learn soon thereafter that Mindy has dumped Billy, and that Billy does not want to talk about it. Yeah, the wedding is off. Mm-hmm. Over at the Taylor household, somebody put the milk away empty. And this is like a thing that happens in TV shows. I cannot fathom a human being putting an empty milk carton back in the fridge, <laughs> especially on purpose. Uh, have you have you ever encountered this? Why would you this know, happen? I got to tell you, Josh, uh, Angie and I are not big milk people. Uh, we, As we've established on the show, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> we literally buy milk by the half gallon, maybe once every like month and a half. And it's solely for cooking and it yeah. never gets got through. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you don't know anything about empty As a couple cards. have never finished a half gallon of milk <laughs> together. Yes. Um. So I have no idea. It has been a long time since... Um, I was still living like at home and I don't remember, uh, back then if it was an issue. So I'm really, if there's one person not to ask is, <laughs> yeah, it's me. Just seems like an insane thing to me. Like when mm-hmm. you pick up the milk carton, I think, 
I mean, I think putting, how do you not notice that it's empty and you put it back in the fridge? I think putting anything back in the fridge empty, whether it's milk or otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you wouldn't put like a Tupperware, you know, or like a, you know, like water bottle or something like that back in the fridge. So I, I agree 100%. We're in, I'm a little bit ashamed to say this, uh, cause it's not a great show, but we are watching how I met your mother right now. First couple seasons of that were pretty solid. Yeah. It's just kind of, uh, at least at the time. Exactly. If you fast forward a decade to where we are now, the jokes are very (laughs) rapey and not good. (laughs) Um, the whole character of Barney is just right. not something that could exist in 2021. Uh, but anyway, the same thing happened. Robin puts the milk away empty in the fridge so that she can remember that they are out of milk. It, go get it. So anyway, that's why I'm just like, okay, apparently this is a thing. Anyway, too much time has been spent talking about yes. empty milk cartons. Uh, but anyway, in the Taylor household, Tammy has decided she doesn't want to have a birthday this year. Yeah. Uh, it's just easier that way because if she doesn't have a birthday, then then Julie's not older and Gracie's not older. <laughs> and I don't know what all her reasoning was, but she would yeah. just rather ignore her birthday. Yeah. Coach seems undersold on this <laughs> idea. He kind of gives her a look, but doesn't say anything outright. Uh Meanwhile, or not meanwhile, later on that day at practice, mm-hmm. uh, coach gives a speech, a uh, pretty good speech. Let's yeah. the players know playoffs are coming up. You know, it's time to, you know, really step up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, coach is letting Matt get hit in practice now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and as receiver, um, practice gets interrupted though by yes. Buddy. Buddy yes. and Mayor Rodell. They are pumped. They have they have some news. Uh they gather so they stop practice basically, not with coach's permission. Stop practice, gather everybody around in the middle of the field to tell them that the Dillon Panthers have been selected to be the high school football game of the week on national TV. <clears throat> and the team and subsequently the entire school. Very hyped about it all. Very, very excited. Yeah. Um, this seems like something that would happen like once a year in Dylan, based on what we know about like their general prowess and also just being in Texas. Yeah, right. If there were a nationally broadcast high school football <laughs> game once a week, I have, would imagine it's like, you know, like they had a college game day, right? Yeah. Where like once a week, like Mm-hmm. The all those guys like go and then they have like a celebrity guest or whatever and it came to Brookings when I was living right. in Brookings yeah um and like that was a big deal because because they're Brookings. usually like like they've yeah. probably been to Clemson like twenty five times right. or whatever right you know or mm-hmm. uh, Auburn or I don't know I don't know I don't know anything about college <laughs> Notre Dame I bet they've been to Notre Dame fifty <laughs> times probably yes. don't don't correct me on that if it's not true but. I would have to imagine that they've been to like a Notre Dame, like maybe Lincoln, Nebraska, I bet a number of times. Right. For them to come to Brookings was a big deal because we're just a little FCS team and uh-huh. like have this kind of little rivalry going on. But yeah, you would think that like this would not be that big of a deal and it would happen in Dillon very regularly. But yeah. apparently it does not because yeah, Tammy announces it to the whole school shortly after it gets announced to the players and the entire school is 
going crazy. Yeah, they're losing their mind. Yeah. So huge, huge, huge deal for them, apparently. Everyone's loving it. Next, we see Tyra and Cash getting into kind of the whole rodeo scene. They're on the road. They're at the first competition. Kind of looks like Cash is a, a bit of a celebrity on the old rodeo circuit. You know, yeah, there's people coming autographs, up to him. Mm-hmm. Taking pictures. He's, you know, giving a little smile and a wink to everybody. Greeting the fans. Greeting the locals. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's some girl selling hats and boots and stuff that knows cash and thinks she needs to hook tire up with with the proper yeah the proper attire um and as that is happening tyra's well tyra says something about like well i can't i can't afford this and she's like oh don't worry honey the cash will cash will cover the bill and so as this is happening tyra sees tyra's supersonic ear Years, yeah. Cash arguing from like thirty feet away <laughs> in a crowd. Yeah. So is this your? Is this related to the cab fare thing, or is this not the distance thing? Oh no, this is not the distance. <laughs> okay, thing. that's later. Okay, well, this episode. is uh, you'll know. <laughs> you'll know. You'll know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Cash is being angrily confronted about money by some pretty angry dudes. Um, yeah, he's so. got some debtors. It sounds like he yeah. is uh, he's in pretty deep with something. Yep, not looking good. Some girl back at high school, yeah. <laughs> back at Dylan High. <laughs> yeah, I, girl, I got her name later, but yes. I oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, some girl asks Landry where Tyra is uh, because Winter Formal is coming up and they have not picked out a theme yet. And Tyra, as we know, is student body president. Yes. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's part of her duties. Decide, yeah, she gets to decide the theme, and they're gonna pick a theme without her if she doesn't show up soon. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we hadn't seen Landry in a while prior to this, so good, good to have him back. I think it's been a couple episodes again. Um, so looking for Tyra. And then we see Tim and Lila. Lila's another one that I feel like we hadn't seen in a while. You know what's weird? And you, we can cut this if you want to, but I think this is worth discussing. Yeah. Um, that I think is related to Tim and his taxi fare. Um, <laughs> yeah. So back in season two, Tim went to Mexico with Jason yeah. and was reprimanded by Coach McGregor. But why is it that Coach Eric Taylor never reprimands Tim when he does these things. Huh. Coach McGregor is the only is the only time that uh, Tim has been like punished for these things that he's yeah that he's well, done where he just like goes off and leaves. You know what I think? Huh. I think Tim knows about Coach's secret family, and he's got him blackmailed. <laughs> you know, you know what he found out. I I instantly know wh- how he found out. It was when they were up at five in the morning playing ping pong in the garage. Yep. And Coach uh, just came clean. Then he was feeling good. He was having a good time, and maybe it slipped. Like he said, <laughs> "Oh, I, I I love it when Bobby and I get to play like this or whatever." And Rick was like, "Who's Bobby?" And <laughs> Coach like, oh, well, 
So I think that I, yeah, I could see that. I could see that being it. Coaches (laughs) not going to risk Tim talking. So I was, I was going to say maybe Mac is just like the disciplinarian because we also saw him when that one running back that we had never seen before and never saw again uh, got oh, yeah. busted for not telling his parents that he was in football and setting mm-hmm. a girl's hair on fire. Yes. Uh, it was Mac in Tammy's office trying to defuse the yeah. situation and whatnot. So I don't know. Good observation, though. Just thoughts. Uh, well, Coach McGregor was the replacement for Coach Taylor. Not Coach Mac. I'm talking about Coach oh, McGregor. McGregor? The, yeah, who remember that was when yeah. they went to Mexico. Was when McGregor was the like three weeks that McGregor was the coach when Coach Taylor was at. TMU. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. But coach Taylor never never punishes never. Tim Riggins for these things. It doesn't even come up, does it? That he missed time. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, we assume he did. Maybe it could have been a weekend trip. Then how did he, Tim did say later in this episode that he was gone for three days, but well, you're not going to miss a game. He didn't miss a game. Yeah. So it wasn't Friday. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was a Saturday, Sunday, Monday deal, but <laughs> we can, yeah, we can speculate that till we get blue in the face. Just something that, that struck me. So yeah, good observation. Uh, but we do see Tim and Lila uh, after practice. Scotty Sims from San Antonio State is uh, he's recruiting Tim. They're apparently graduating their entire backfield and they want Tim. They got their sights set on Tim Riggins and Tim kind of tries to sidestep the whole situation and tries to avoid setting up a meeting. But Lila doesn't let that happen. Um, So she kind of pushes the issue. Yeah. Tim kind of reluctantly accepts. Mm -hmm. Uh the uh, meeting arrangement. Yep. Uh, Julie's in class and gets interrupted by coach. Uh, He pulls her out to discuss uh, a surprise for Tammy's birthday. He's going to get a hotel room and he's going to (laughs) have all this, uh, this champagne and And all this. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Julie tries to tell him this isn't a great idea. Uh, but she will watch Gracie Bell. <laughs> uh, she does accept, but kind of warns Coach. I don't know if this is a great idea. Yep. Well, at the rodeo, Cash rides Ash Top and uh, has a nice ride, but he gets second. Tyra is pumped for him uh, that he yeah. did well. He got second place, but Cash absolutely rips into her. Says he is it's pissed. not good enough. Yeah, uh, he explodes. Uh, goes into like some first, second place is the first loser <laughs> talk. Like, yeah, I gotta imagine this does not excuse cash in any way, shape, or form. I gotta imagine your adrenaline is spiking pretty hard when you get off a horse. I, I think he'd been off it. No, he hadn't been off it. But anyway, I can imagine being pretty uh, hyped up sure. and unable to have a <laughs> normal reaction. But still, um, we find out it's not an isolated incident later yes. on. So over at the Saracen house, grandma's being real bitchy to Matt's mom. 
Yeah. Um, well, we are happy. We did mention a couple of episodes. We weren't sure if Moss Harrison was still in the picture. <laughs> yep. Uh, still so we are, she did not happy. ditch him a second time. <laughs> we are happy to see Matt's mom. She is back and she is still definitely feuding with grandma. Yeah. Um, just one of those things where every little thing she does is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work from home. Uh-huh. And uh, so when I worked in the office, I do a lot of like, it's a lot of just emails um, that I do. So I am able to like, when I worked in the office, I would like listen to podcasts or music. Um, but now that I work from home and I don't have anybody else to like bother um, I usually just have like YouTube videos or a TV show running. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I think one of the best just sit and watch for hours TV show as background uh-huh. noise is Pawn Stars. Um, I think there's <laughs> sure. something about it that is just weirdly really like it's not good television, no. but it's extremely watchable television. Yes. <laughs> so I usually lately since uh, Peacock has it streaming, I'll, I'll uh-huh. just have like Pawn Stars on. And it just occurred to me while watching this episode, I think something that's been in the back of my mind for a while, but really got brought to the forefront with this episode is that Grandma Saracen has big old man from Pawn Stars energy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like in looks or in uh, demeanor or the whole package? Uh, mostly demeanor, but a little bit uh, <laughs> yeah. also looks wise. <laughs> wow. Uh, incredible connection. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, well, I was going to say, I'm sure maybe that was part of her uh inspiration for the character for that act <laughs> but been, I, yeah. I don't know how the timeline lines up on that but. uh yeah it would have been well no i don't think i don't think it came on till like oh nine so peter peter berg peter berg uh sits her down and says listen <laughs> i'm i'm thinking a real old guy from pawn stars vibe for lorraine <laughs> can you pull that off Similar energies, man. I'm telling you, uh, both like real smart asses and have like these yeah. like weird comebacks. Um, but yeah, like it. Yeah. Uh, both. I think, yeah. Similar looks even. So I very same, very similar energy. So just do with that what you will. <laughs> but yeah. uh, anyway, they're feuding. Maha Saracen and Grandma Saracen are feuding. Uh, it's pretty awkward. We do learn that when Matt goes off to college that they have discussed Matt and mom have discussed Moss Ferris and sticking around and taking care of grandma. Um, if, and when Matt goes to college, grandma is pissed (laughs) at just like the idea of this. Yeah. She, she literally calls her the devil and, uh, (laughs) yeah, it does not, does not go over well, which, and she, and it's not just that she doesn't want uh, Matt's mom, whatever her name is, staying with her. She even says like, "Maddie's not going to leave me," and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's the says, whole dementia thing going on, but still, yeah. not a great look from Grandma. She ends up saying to Matt, "You can get rid of me, but don't leave me with her." <laughs> so, yeah. So once again, I don't know. We feel bad for Matt because he's just constantly in a terrible situation yes. for most of his life in most situations. Um, yeah. Constantly just being Delta a real crap hand. Yep. 
Matt and Julie, we see them talking. Matt is very sore and tired of getting beat up in practice, uh, which, you know, the move to receiver has him getting hit a lot more. They don't hit the quarterbacks in football practice, but at, at receiver he does. Julie tells him uh, that coach is just trying to motivate him. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. She just says something along the you know what he's doing, right? He's just trying to motivate you. Okay. Yeah. Um, to Matt, so. Julie's always got the insight for Matt. Uh, Landry announces very proudly that he is going to be interviewed as a scholar athlete, and he is pretty <laughs> over the moon about the whole thing. Yes, he's very, very, very excited about about this interview. Yeah. Uh, back later that night at the Riggins home, uh-huh. the Riggins boys are taking shots. Yeah, they're going for it. Uh, getting tuned up. Uh, Lila has been waiting outside for an undetermined amount of time. Mm-hmm. Honking and yelling. Finally, she walks in, lets herself into the Riggins home. Yeah. Tim says, sorry, Lila. Tending to Billy and his broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very sweet of brother Tim to do that for mm-hmm. Billy. <clears throat> but Tim washes up his face and is ready to go, but is definitely a little bit drunk. Uh, yeah, you can tell he's he's not quite ready for this. Uh, but yeah, he says he's he says he's fine, says he's got his game face on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Lila's kind of a jerk to Billy, which, yeah, I mean, Billy sucks, but still, uh, kind of a low blow considering the circumstances, um, on the, on the drive over, Lila's trying to get Tim to brush up on San Antonio state info. Uh, Tim says, "Eh, I think I'm probably just, he's probably just going to want to talk about football. Um, I don't really need to know the history of the school. (laughs) This isn't really a job interview. Uh, to which Lila says, actually, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. She kind of digs a little deeper and says, you know, what I think I think you're afraid that it's not going to work out, which is why you're trying to sabotage the meeting. And Tim insists, no, this meeting is not a big deal at all. And he kind of like laughs at her a little bit, a little bit poking fun of her. And that doesn't go over very well. She gets... Yeah, no. She gets frustrated and ticked and kicks Tim out of the car and leaves him on the side of the road to fend for himself. Yeah, right away, Tim doesn't think that she's being serious, but she sure enough takes off and Tim kind of even is still joking. (laughs) Hey, it's cold out. I need my jacket, you know, as she's driving away. Yep. Tyra and Cash are back at the uh, hotel in, in Dallas. Cash says that the $2,000 $2,000 that he made getting second place isn't enough money yeah. Uh, and admits that he's in pretty deep debt. Uh, he's a jerk to Tyra again. Very not, very not nice. Yeah. yeah. Pretty um, drunk, Tyra, pretty angry. Yeah. Probably on some of that cowboy candy. <laughs> um, it's not sitting but right. Tyra, Tyra uh, steps out for some fresh air. Yep. Things are not going well between those two lovebirds. Uh, who, who would have, who would have thought Landry is in the makeup chair. He's getting, getting the makeup on, getting prepped for his interview. Uh, his big shot here, uh, his big, um, time to shine. I should say 
And Tyra calls him. Landry takes the call. And Tyra kind of says, oh, I just wanted to hear a friendly voice. Um, and doesn't really tell him anything at this point. Landry tells her that April Keenan is looking her for looking for Tyra to yes. pick a theme for the for the dance. So she better get back here. Uh, but he kind of gets rushed off the call by the TV people before she can tell him anything about her situation and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just kind of sitting there sad. Uh, Mindy, uh, Lila is outside of a <laughs> like convenience store filling her car with antifreeze. <laughs> I think it was washer fluid. but oh, Or yeah. maybe washer fluid, yeah. Uh, where she conveniently runs into Mindy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> we learned that the reason that they broke up is because <laughs> Billy apparently went through with his plan <laughs> yeah. from last episode to, uh, have Mindy retire is <laughs> <laughs> that $14,000 he made from flipping the house oh, is, uh, yeah. Uh, he still really thinks that's enough. He wasn't joking. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Lila then reveals that she's fighting with Tim. So they decide as both, uh, what's the word? Both uh, jilted lovers of That's, the Riggins boys. <laughs> yep, they're going to, despite having uh, nothing in common aside yeah. from their love for the Riggins boys, they decide to hang out uh, based on their mutual uh, current hatred. Yes. Of- <laughs> Which, yeah, that, not just not just uh nothing else in common they've actively hated each other in the <laughs> yeah. past yeah we had finding Nemo finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so okay they're gonna bond over their riggins hatred uh it's game time the panthers are struggling they're, oh, they're yeah making dumb mistakes the receivers are just crap in the bed yeah it's not looking good uh Slam and Sammy implies that they're distracted by the national spotlight. Um, and the receivers are so bad that they're just going to start running the ball. So they start giving the ball to Riggins and that starts to go a little better. They score a field goal right before halftime. So it's seven to three going into halftime. Um, yeah. Uh, Coach has another mildly inspiring speech at halftime. So yeah. he's, he's got a, he's got a nice little thing going this episode. This- strong episode for yeah. the uh for the coach inspo writing he yeah has a great great halftime speech uh and in the second half they finally let matt come in as a wide receiver um <laughs> yeah grandma and ma saracen are watching the game at home yes which doesn't make a lick of sense <laughs> um no i guess it would the only thing is like maybe if matt asked them to stay home this is the only thing that can make sense for this is if Matt was like, I'm not going to be starting stay at home. Um, but even yeah. then, I guess it's the freaking national game of the week. Like there's yeah. no way that they wouldn't no. go. No, I wrote this down as well. And, and not only is it the national game of the week, it's, it's a playoff game. Playoffs. Yeah. There's no way that they're not in that game starter. Like Matt being a starter or not, they're, yeah going to be at that game but they i think it's a nice moment for them to set aside their differences yes they start and they're gonna go to the game together they get there very fast (laughs) 
Um, and uh, Matt ends up having a pretty solid game at uh, yeah. the wideout position. And the Panthers are up 10 to 7 with just a few seconds left in the game. And uh, it seems like a, what was allegedly a uh, an obvious punt situation where they'd punt it and have to defend uh, for a few seconds. But Coach Taylor decides that he's going to go for it. And the Panthers get the first down and just have to down it from there on to run out the clock, apparently. Yep. So uh, the Panthers win 10 to 7 with the last minute first down. Yes. Um, so uh, a couple of things here. Number one, I don't know if you noticed this, but they have a Jumbotron now. Did you see this? I did not. I did not notice that. <laughs> yeah, they have. It's it's uh you know it's not a cowboy stadium jumbotron. But right. They got they got instant replay video action up on up on the jumbotron. So oh, I must have been taking notes too furiously. Yeah, buddy got his buddy got his way on that. The boosters. Well, hell, the town of Dylan besides Tammy yeah. got their way yeah. on that. Uh, so we had that going on. Um, we also see kind of this interaction between Wade Aikman and coach where Wade is questioning coach's decision and then yeah. it works out. And then Wade says you made a good call or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, it felt significant at the time. Like they put that in there for a reason. And I think next episode continues to build on yes on that. So just thought we should yeah. mention that little interaction, yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing for, what we don't know as an audience yet, but you and I know yes. Um, as previous viewers of yep. this program. Program. Uh, <laughs> but yes, the Saracen ladies at the end, we see them dancing and hugging yes. and congratulating Matt together. They kind of have, I think they have a little family group hug there. Yep. Um, so it appears that Ma Saracen and Grandma Saracen are good now. Uh, <laughs> Cash is having a little competition of his own over in Dallas, he's playing poker and loses all his money. And yeah, so he's already, not only has he lost all of the money that he already won in, in the rodeo, but he is apparently deep in debt. He's already borrowed money from these dudes. Yeah. Uh, it's implied. So he says, you know, borrow me a little bit more and, and you know, I'm good for it and all this. And they're like, no, you're, <laughs> you're already in pretty deep there. Cash. Uh, all this time, Tyra is like at a table by herself, like nearby, but just kind of like doing nothing. <laughs> so I actually resonate very deeply with the uh, with the Tyra character here because friend of the show, even though he's never listened to the show, Joel Dykstra and I uh, used to go out to Deadwood every year to go skiing, but then... Uh, Joel loves to to play some of the games over there in Deadwood. Uh-huh. Um, so he would always get into like a five hour poker game at <laughs> what's like the the big saloon there. Uh, saloon like the, ten, yes, Saloon ten. And so he he it was lit. It literally looks like what was happening in this movie. Yeah. Um, like dingy and dark and they're in mm-hmm. the back. And meanwhile, I'm just kind of sitting there twiddling my thumbs, uh, listening to the, the, the band in the other room and yep. it was so late that the band is done. So, <laughs> uh, I get it. I've been there, Tyra. 
Um, but yeah, so Cash is going to go out and get more money. Tyra gets up to say like, are we going? And he like slams her back down into the chair. Yeah. Shoves uh, her. Very physical. Tells her to sit down and shut up and he'll be, he'll be back. And we get kind of these shots of all the creepy dudes in the bar. <laughs> some Wayne Grow like, looking guys. <laughs> some real Wayne Grow looking dudes uh, scoping her out, checking out what's going on yeah. with Tyra. So she leaves crying. She gets out of there. After the game, we get a couple of uh, short scenes. First being Coach and Tammy kind of leaving the stadium discreetly. Coach says, hey, uh, you know, we've got some some plans. Let's get out of here. Let's get in the car. Uh, we'll see what their plans are in a moment. We do get a, a quick scene where the San Antonio State recruiter uh-huh. uh, talks to Tim after the game. Tim kind of apologizes, says, hey, sorry about last night uh, before he even gets a chance to explain the recruiter who is clearly really desperate and <laughs> doesn't care. He's basically like, don't worry about it. Here's the deal. You are the number one priority yep. for this team. You know, we we want you, uh, no matter what it takes. So, yeah, we we get uh, Tim Riggins in college? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tim agrees. the The guy's like, "Let me buy you a quick pop, and we'll talk about it." Yeah, isn't it very against the rules for the recruiters to buy the high schoolers anything? Oh, yeah. Like that was a big deal in an episode where yeah. coach wouldn't even let I that think- dude buy smash a meal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think the the soda wouldn't be such a big deal, but uh well, but you know what? We also know that Tim Briggins is not too concerned with breaking the rules. So yeah, uh, he was probably he said he probably said, Hey, let's go to uh what's the bar where they think he's an Iraq war vet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, Toby. Uh yeah. <laughs> there's probably not a lot of people keeping a close eye on Tim and his recruitment. Also, yeah, compared yeah. to Smash who was Mm -hmm. the subject of the previous episode where they dealt with it. So not a lot of other teams jockeying for position and stuff like that with Tim. So, uh, coach and Tammy over at the hotel, uh, Tammy's loving it. Yeah. I really thought that scene where coach interrupted the class and, and Julie was like, listen, I don't know (laughs) if I would do this. I really thought this was going to not go well. I really thought this was going to be a moment where (laughs) Tammy is like, what is wrong with you? I told you I don't want to do this. But (laughs) no, Tammy is absolutely loving the, uh, the little hotel getaway. Yeah. Coach played it just right. It was, it was a very good move. Masterful. Um, They are starting to get into it a little bit, starting to enjoy their surroundings and each other. And uh, Tyra calls. She needs help. She needs them, Coach and Tammy, to come to Dallas to pick her up. Tammy, Coach is obviously very concerned with what's being talked about on the phone. Tammy agrees to come get her, and Coach gets a bad case of blue balls. Yes. Mindy and Lila are hanging out, and they're talking trash about the Riggins boys, putting them on blast, uh, <laughs> talking about how much they hate them. Uh, there's a great line. I didn't write the exact quote down, but uh, there's a, they're playing music and Lila's like, oh, what is this? And, uh, <laughs> Bindi says something along the lines of like, oh, this is, uh, this is the like screw 
screw this guy music. Ma plays it about once a week or something like that. <laughs> I missed that. Like this gets played in our house about once a week by Ma. Um, but as they're listening to the uh, the breakup music, Billy pulls up and he's knocking on the window and Lila and, and Mindy are initially like screw off, but uh, Billy apologizes and Mindy accepts. Yeah. Uh, much much to Lila's chagrin, she seems very disappointed in Mindy for taking him back so easily. Yeah, Lila s- seemed to think there's no way that that Mindy's going to take him back. Just go away, Billy. And Mindy literally goes running back to Didn't Billy's take much. Arms. Didn't yeah. take much. Uh, I noted in this, I probably missed that line uh, about the the music because I was just noticing and being very annoyed by Minka Kelly and her really annoying fake drunk act. She is so bad <laughs> at acting drunk, which I, f- I feel like would be a hard thing to actually do as an actor, but she is easily the worst on this show uh, where there's a fair amount of drinking. Um, <laughs> it's so annoying. I think it every time, and I thought it this time too. You know who's good at it though? Taylor Kitsch. Correct. 100%. Very, very subtle... Uh, relaxed, drunk Tim Riggins. Except for that little thing earlier in this episode where Tim was kind of goofing around and cheesing, but even that was <laughs> all right. Was uh, was a pretty good. It was a different, act. different type of drunk. Yeah. Yep. Um. So this next scene is the scene that I was talking about, where the distance, because okay. I feel like it's been implied oh, yeah. that Dallas is a pretty lengthy oh, yeah. distance from Dylan. Uh-huh. And the tailors make it. We don't know what time of night it is, but it seems pretty fast. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. All things considered. It's just from Austin. It is three hours from Austin to Dallas. And I think we've kind of concluded at least the other towns that uh, they play. They are west of Austin. It seems yeah. like so. Yeah, it's implied that it's, and I mean, the show was filmed in the Austin area, so I think it's implied that it's in Austin. So yeah, so yeah, that is <laughs> they get there pretty quick. And, We're talking yeah. about a six-hour round trip, and they left probably at ten thirty or eleven yeah. p.m. Yeah, after the game and after, well, coach, mm-hmm. coach gets out of there. Had some quick, time to get settled but, in, and the champagne popped, and the yeah. Nope, doesn't make sense. The robes almost changed into the hotel robe. (laughs) The hotel robe, which Tammy loves. So this was, yeah, that was, I was like, they seem to have gotten there very quick. Like, I mean, obviously you can only do so much in an episode, but like it felt fast, like that they got there fast. But yeah, yep. Yes, but let's see. So yeah, they, they get Tyra out of there. It is not, the situation is not good. Yeah, it looks like coach is going to have to fight cash ends up yes. not coming to blows, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty coach touch has and go to, there. Yeah. Had to get his, his stern, uh, face on. Um, but, uh, but we do get, uh, yeah. Tyra, Tyra gets away. Doesn't come to blows. Cash finally kind of accepts, uh, that, that Tyra is leaving. Not, um, not, not uh, very happily. That that man no. is actually insane, like a yeah. disturbed person. So yeah, he definitely did not learn his lesson, and this <laughs> cycle of abuse will 
likely continue. Probably yes. Uh, maybe coach should have uh, put the hands on him a little bit, but I'd probably take cash in a fight actually because he's insane and coach is old. So it's true. It's true. I mean, if a guy rides Broncos for a living, he's probably pretty tough. So yeah, you could probably kick my ass for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely take cash in that. No, no offense. I take <laughs> no. him against myself as well. I've never, <laughs> I've never been in a fight in my life. I'd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm soft, man. Yeah. Uh, we we see Matt doing some calculus. Moss Saracen got him some books about getting into college, basically. And But Matt is pretty worried about what to do about grandma and how to pay for college. But Ma Saracen thinks they can pull it off. They can do it. And she tells him about a school with a great fine... Uh, fine art department in yeah. Tulsa. Nope. That's what my subtitle said. Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually in San Francisco. Oh, oh yeah. It was in San Francisco. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. I do not know. The subtitles were way off for this episode. That's uh, so strange. Yeah. But I do remember. Yeah. I do remember hearing San Francisco. I definitely didn't write it down. So I would have believed you had you said Tulsa, but yes. Yeah. San Francisco. Um, yeah, Matt, as if there's one thing that we know about Matt, it's that he likes to draw pictures. He so. loves drawing pictures. <laughs> yes. So he's got uh he's got uh hopefully a fine arts degree coming his way, but we'll have to see. Yep. Buddy is the next day at beer 30. <laughs> as <laughs> yeah. We find out we're told. Um Buddy's watching TV. I can't tell if it's a recap of like a, a DVR recording of the game the night before. Oh, I didn't catch. Or if it's watching. if it's a game. Yeah, he's watching football and he's like, "Come on, you got to catch that." <laughs> like doing stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe um, it's college football since it's. It Saturday, could be. Yeah, could be. Um, but uh, Lila steps out. Buddy kind of gives her some heck and says, "Oh, she's alive." <laughs> Hell, it's already beer thirty. <laughs> uh, but uh. Uh, there's a knock at the door and buddy kind of gets smart assy uh, he must be, he was in a mood he was uh yeah. buddy was which i guess i think continues into the beginning of next episode which we'll get into but, <laughs> doesn't last long but uh, buddy's in a mood he's he's going hmm there's a knock at the door who could it be well your mother's in california and you know blah blah, blah, blah. oh i bet it's tim Regan. <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 being real dad ish. Yeah, uh, for he's Lila. in a mood. He's in a yep. mood for sure. It is Tim though. Um, he tells her right away. I got into college. She acts not impressed. Uh, she's pretty pissed at Tim. Tim apologizes and tells her she was right. She's the reason that it all happened. Um, and so she finally cracks and she's very happy for him. They embrace. He smells the alcohol on her breath and makes fun yeah. of her. <laughs> He's like, I can get on board. I can catch up yeah. with you. <laughs> what, what are you, what are you on a bender? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should drive home after just smelling that. <laughs> uh, so that's the end of the episode. Tim's going to college. Roll credits. The end. Well, I think we will pause here for a moment and we will be right back with our awards for the week. 
Okay, we're back. We're going to start off our awards this week, as we always do, with Coach Taylor Inspirating. Got to say, pretty darn inspiring uh, 45 minutes from Coach here. Yeah, I am inclined to agree. Two really strong speeches. Yeah. I feel like we hadn't um, had a good coach speech in a while, but we hadn't. Yeah, he um, nailed it so twice. We, yeah, we needed two in one episode. We got them. We got, uh, I mean, inspiring from a, a romantic uh, yeah, angle killing with it. Tammy. Um, gosh, I'd be hard pressed to not say a strong nine, possibly into a 10. I I was thinking eight, so I'm not willing to go 10, but uh, I can definitely come up to a nine for it. You know, I think your, your 10's got to, got to be your, your state right. championships and yeah. that way we got <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm willing to go nine on here. Even, you know, he didn't complain when they had to, I mean, he obviously wasn't happy, but when they had to drive three hours to Dallas, um, and get Tyra didn't complain. He went and did it. He was willing to throw hands if need be, uh, for Tyra. Didn't, didn't quite do it with a smile on his face, but man, he had a good attitude. Yep. So man, did. Coach, way to go. Uh, we're going to give you a nine this week. Proud of you. Proud of you, man. You're doing great. Uh, Julie Taylor Hatometer. What do we have for Julie? Not a lot of Julie. Um, there's a scene where she's having lunch with Landry. That was when uh, the girl comes up to ask about the winter floral uh, or winter formal. Excuse me. <laughs> I was going to let it go, but yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And aside from that, it's just her kind of like telling Matt, like, oh, he's just trying to encourage you about yeah, um, that um, tries to. I'm going to give her I'm going to give her a one based only. I would go neutral, but uh-huh. her discouraging uh, coaches what turns out to be a brilliant plan Yep, uh, for Tammy's birthday. She kind of discourages it um, and was objectively wrong. Uh, about that, so yeah, she's way gotta off gi- on that. One. Gotta give her, uh, gotta give her a one. <laughs> okay, I'm good with that. Uh, that being said, she was she was uh, willing without complaining to watch Gracie Bell, um, which I feel like is something Julie would usually Complain gripe about. about. But for sure, um, yeah, she pretty much only existed in this episode to advance other people's storylines. So. Um, she still manages to be slightly hateable in that. So we give Julia one, not bad. Amy T garden, come on the show. Big rig beer tally. Uh, he's taking shots for sure. Yeah, I got, I had the shot tally this episode. Okay. And <laughs> only one on screen. Um, but we count that as a beer. Okay. So one, one beer equivalent, uh, for the big rig beer tally. The Alamo freeze presents the Matt Saracen. Aw shucks. Goofus Malufus moment of the week. Uh, Matt's getting lit. I mean, it's not really goofus malufus, but he really gets lit up in practice. He's getting the crap kicked out of him. He's a hero in the football game, so can't be that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had to tell you, I was cracking up at work the other week thinking about the Matt Saracen goofus malufus uh, <laughs> of award of the week. Yeah. Uh, just I think just the fact that it's presented by the Alamo Freeze, <laughs> like they're just. On their own employee, just for some reason, it popped into my head, and it, like I was laughing while at work. Just, <laughs> just yep. imagining, like, all right, well, here's the dumbest thing our employee did this week. 
Um, but no, I uh, uh, there's not too much goofus malufus no. in this episode. Um, I don't know if we have. I mean, no. we've got a, a good amount of Matt, but no yeah. major goofus malufus. Uh, no, move. no. Uh, not only their employee, but like almost every single month, the employee of the month I think was implied uh, in a previous season. So. <laughs> That's how they show love to their their favorite employee. Uh, <laughs> Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Um, I think we didn't get a lot of Buddy, but I think him uh, just being weird with Lila. It's beer 30. <laughs> Which, unless she slept in till you know, five o'clock or so. I mean, <laughs> I it's implied that she was, I mean, it's for sure early to mid afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, I guess I won't fault buddy for cracking no. a beer at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Mm. I've definitely been there myself. Oh yeah. Notable <laughs> music cues. We didn't, didn't uh, write anything down. There were some that I did not write down. I didn't get a chance to Shazam, but looking over the IMDb, Allegedly Hot and Cold by Katy Perry was featured in this episode, which I don't remember. No, that would have been great, though. Um, Agreed. Uh, School's Out by Alice Cooper was allegedly featured in this episode, which I don't remember. That one says uncredited, so maybe it was under the mix or low in the mix. Um, Toes by Zach Brown Band allegedly featured in this episode. Um something called rock bottom performed by ufo lie detector by reverend horton heat uh feeding off the dirt performed by come on um there's a lot of music in this episode um one george jones by forest lee jr i'll rock your body by jarvis church karina by james hunter whiskey or god by dale watson there's a lot of music in this episode and some of those must have been the ones that I heard. Um, but they were hard to shazam. They were all really low in the mix. Sure. So yeah. Um anyway, I don't have a decision, is what I'm saying, but um, those were some of the in the very least, we can let folks know what was and maybe was not in the episode. Uh yeah. depending on rights issues, some of those songs That's might have gotten a, yeah. changed for That's the DVD and streaming. But I feel like if you play Hot and cold by Katy Perry. You're not just playing that lightly in the background. Same Correct. as schools out. Like that doesn't yeah, seem like those oh, are they're in a restaurant songs. and yeah. <laughs> Alice Cooper's on the radio. And plus you yeah, you're not gonna pay for the rights initially for those songs. Right. And then just have it be like so, well, hot music. and cold that that would have been so when did this episode air? Did we did, 2008? December well, I know, of December. Okay. So Katy Perry hadn't been out that long. Um, I mean, she's scored sure. the hit. So that summer was I Kissed a Girl, um, oh. which was her first hit. Yep. Um, and I mean, I think that one hit number one, but Hot and Cold would have been like a, I don't know if it hit number one, but it definitely was like a follow-up single by somebody who had just had a novelty number one hit. Mm-hmm. So people were probably like, she probably wasn't as big of a deal in December of 2008 as you think of her now. Sure. You know? Yeah, I can believe that. Yep. All right. So the confusion on the notable music cues, but... Yeah. Uh, outdated pop culture reference of the week cancel corner i didn't have anything that i wrote down i didn't either um that i wrote down nothing is standing out maybe would would maybe cash be playing 
poker um like the end of, and tail uh, end of the poker craze maybe yeah i, I we'll count it we'll count it because yeah. it was uh yeah it was still a pretty big thing then definitely definitely on the on the tail end like you said yeah because i feel like when we were in high school that was the peak. oh yeah and then played a lot still- of a lot of hold'em in in high school with you <laughs> yep. pat riser austin ringling <laughs> friends of the show yeah it was always an interesting time uh played a lot of poker with uh Corbin Pluster. Oh yeah. Ace four suited. Ace four oh. suited. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So okay, we'll go with that. Outdated pop culture reference. Poker. <laughs> uh quote of the episode. Let me see what we got written down. Literally not a thing. I did not have anything written down either. I did I, I didn't write it down, but the one that stood out to me was the uh this is uh, this is uh, the breakup music of the Colette girls. Like Ma has this playing once a week, um, and now of course that's <laughs> that, a paraphrased. That um, IMDb quote but, is very yeah, lame. just yeah. So I, we might have to search later on and get back to that uh, that Mindy Colette quote, but uh, I think that one is it for me. But I can only paraphrase it and not get it correct. So. Uh, yeah, IMDb quote. I didn't know you could do this. Zero of one found this interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, because there's, there's probably one person who said it wasn't interesting. So yes, I I now so zero of two now found yeah, this there it interesting. Is, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so no standout quotes. That doesn't happen too often. But I I did laugh at your re. Uh, retelling of the Ma Colette quote. So yeah. we'll give that, we'll, we'll give that one the nod. Yep. MVP of the episode. I feel like this is pretty clear cut here. This is coach Taylor. Yeah. It's a coach Taylor episode for sure. Um, he does well. We don't, there's nothing that he does. That's even uh, he's flawless in this episode. Yep. So. Nailed it. So congratulations, coach Taylor. You are this week's MVP of the episode. Okay, what would we, what kind of rating would we put on this episode? Uh, I felt like it was inspiring. I felt like there was some high, like a lot of drama uh, Mm -hmm. with the cash situation. Um, Matt's storyline with both playing receiver and the college situation, pretty compelling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Minimal Julie bull going on. So that's always good. This place. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking this is a solid eight. Yeah, I I like that too. I think I think on the upper end of an eight is where I would put this. So, um, sounds like we're in agreement there. Looks like the folks over at IMDb have voted it a th- a eight point three. Um, so uh, a lot of other people Falls thought it was line, yeah. pretty solid. That works. What's our uh, as we wrap up here? What do we learn from this episode? What's our moral of of the episode? What's our takeaway lesson? Uh, you know, if you've got the world on a silver platter, you got a beautiful girl, you got a, a budding rodeo career, uh, maybe just don't be a piece of <laughs> I, uh, good advice. You got Absolutely. all things, you got everything going for you. Why go against that and ruin it? Fall yeah. yourself into, into weird gambling and other that's 
not a not a good decision. I know every time that I have found myself on the cusp of a budding rodeo career, I've always managed to screw it up somehow. So I'll keep that in mind next time. And I'm sure all our listeners will as well um, in that situation. Uh, I think if your wife tells you that she doesn't want a to have a birthday this year, I think you really got to think about it. that. Yep. Yeah. And uh, chances are. That is not completely accurate. So uh, follow Coach Taylor's example and go ahead and go all out anyway. Um, yep. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Anthony's Grain Belt uh, Premium. The friendly beer is overflowing, so he's got to take oh, care yeah. of that. Uh, we've finished the episode. Uh, we have stud of suds. <laughs> <laughs> we got a regular stud of suds stud over of suds. here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's it. Um, Anthony, I, I wish you, uh, a happy 4th of July. Uh, I wish you a happy long weekend and to all our listeners out there. Um, especially our listeners in the West Indies and in Laos. Uh, you guys don't care about the 4th of July. Um, but I hope you drink a beer and eat a glizzy anyway, wherever you are in the world. Um, agreed 100%. So that's our episode. Thanks for sticking with us. Check us out on Twitter, Reliving Lights. Uh, we have a new, I, I think we're just going to have to go ahead and give uh, the greatest, our biggest Reliving the Lights fan might have changed hands. Um, I don't know. I think Controversy. I, I think I'm just going to put this out there uh, to, to see if uh, anyone wants to step up and challenge. But shout out to uh, our friend Jimmy for listening to the podcast and going back and finding that run of Royals <laughs> victories against the Yankees in 2005. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy went back and found the exact day that I fell in love with baseball, <laughs> June 1st, 2005. I think I said late June on the, on the episode. So Jimmy actually went back and found it. Yeah. He yeah. sent yeah. me a screenshot. We'll try to put that on the, the Twitter, the screenshot that he sent me. So I don't know if that's just being a good friend or if it's uh, being a Reliving the Lights super fan. But uh, if anyone wants to step up and challenge Jimmy for uh, number one fan right now, I, I'd say Jimmy is in possession at the moment. Of I think the he might. Riley McKenna Insko. <laughs> Previous. Watch out. Yeah. Watch out. Jimmy. Jimmy's pouncing. So uh, <laughs> great. Great to talk Friday Night Lights with you, Anthony. Great to be with all of you. Uh, check us out next week for another episode of Reliving the Lights, Friday Night Lights Rewatch Podcast. She. <laughs> Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God. <laughs>